0: Amen. Let's give the sound man a a hand this morning. Amen, Mark. Amen. And and I just thank God that he blesses us to be in fellowship, one with another. You know, life can be difficult at times. Life can sometimes be disappointing. But as we read and study God's word, we learn what God actually took his people through. I thank God for the choir and Christian fellowship. The oldest member of our church is here, Mother Bishop. Amen. She recently had a birthday, and she turned 95 years old. Amen. Amen. I remember on the last occasion when we were here, they gave her a mic to sing. Amen. Amen. We go through life and we have moments, uh, moments that we never will forget. Amen. And what we do, we try to have as many pleasurable moments as possible. Uh, If we could, let us bow in prayer. Father, we thank you now for allowing us this opportunity to stand before your people. We come, oh God, as humble as we know how we pray father that you will give us the power to speak bless oh god these thy people give them a receptive ear and a willing heart to hear what thus saith the lord and we'll be ever grateful to give your name all the praise honor and glory in jesus name we say amen Amen. and praise god it was brought to my attention that on the the lines of what the church is going through, the Old Testament uh, characters and saints, and we thank God that there's there's a name that was that resonates in my heart, and his name is Elijah. Right. Elijah was one notably the one of the most famous prophets of the Old Testament. And his his life story began in an odd way, and we know that God doesn't do things in the way that man might do it. Amen. Amen. In the first in first Kings chapter 17, verse one, we find the beginning of Elijah's ministry. I want to recognize my wife being here as well. I, I don't want to overlook her. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, it reads, Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbah in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, before whom I stand, there shall neither, neither be dew nor rain, these years, except by my word. Amen. Amen. Elijah came on the scenes. They, they did not have uh, mention of his upbringing. They didn't talk about his mother. They didn't even talk about his calling. But when Elijah came on the scene, he came at a point in time to where the kingdom of Israel it was divided into two kingdoms. It was the northern tribe and the southern tribe. And there was great confusion amongst the kingdom. They had a king named King Ahaz. And he had a wife named Jezebel. Yes. Amen. The name Jezebel resonates with us even to today where if somebody calls you a Jezebel, it's not a good (laughs) saying. Amen? Amen. But at the time that that the prophet Elijah came on the scene, there had been 46 years that Israel was governed by one weak king after another. And it was until Omri, the father of Ahaz, Put his son on the throne, that the kingdom start having a resemblance of a mighty kingdom. And in a short, it, it was only six short years by the leadership of Omri, it stabilized the government. It built the capital city of Samaria, conquered Moab, and made an alliance with the Phoenicia by marrying his son Ahab to the Phoenician princess. Jezebel. But this last action proved to be disastrous yeah. because Jezebel was a pagan princess. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. She was dev- was a devoted follower and a passionate minish- missionary of the god Baal. And when she came she brought Baal worship into Israel. Yeah. Yeah. This devilish woman and her husband when he assumed the throne did more evil in the sight of God than all before them. That's in 1 Kings chapter 16 verse 30. And she launched a program to wipe out all the worship of the true God in the land. The worship of Baal was the Baal was the god of nature. And in his most Hideous immorality imaginable. The morals of the kingdom were lowered down to its lowest level. You have to be careful who you're following. In our days, we know that we have true worship, but God left this on record for our our upbuilding. You can learn lessons from what the ancestors went through. It gives us a mindset of knowing what not to do. Amen. Amen. This Queen Jezebel wanted to exterminate all of the prophets of God. She went through and she ran most of the prophets of God away and they were even killed. But in 1 Kings 17, it talks about Elijah just showed up on the scene. Sometimes we ask, where is God? God is there with us. He will never leave us, neither forsake us. He might allow us to go through hard and difficult times, but there's a purpose behind it. Elijah was a rugged mountain man. He towered above all the men of that era. He cut through history like a comet. He single-handedly conquered the idols of Baal and all of its followers. Before his work was done, the dogs licked up the blood of Ahab. And in the plains of Jezreel and predicted that the dogs would even eat the flesh of Jezebel. Sometimes our enemies might seemingly have an upper hand. But all we have to do is keep trusting in our God. There is a restoration process. There is times of joy being reestablished in our hearts. I want to talk about the power of prayer. King Ah King Ahaz thought he had power. But when Elijah confronted him, he didn't come in the might of an army, he didn't come in the strength of Samson, but he came in the power of prayer. He said that it shall not rain until I say so. Can you imagine? He predicted that there was no rain going to come on the land until he prayed for it to come back. Yeah. Elijah was a man it says in James 5:17, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it rained not on the earth for the space of 3 years and 6 months. You know, if the rain, if the earth doesn't have rain, the land will become a desert a desert. There will be desolation and death. The earth cannot survive without having rain. Amen. 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 But we thank God for this power that God gave Elisha. Elijah. He gave him the power to speak. And God heeded his prayer. Amen. Elijah was a full grown man. Amen. He was not a novice in walking with the Lord. When I think about Elijah, I think about his boldness. At the time he came on the scene, Queen Jezebel was killing all the prophets of God. But Elijah didn't live in fear because he had the true God on his side. Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. There might be formed, but God has a way in protecting his people. Amen? Amen. We live our lives in reflection of how Elijah's boldness Came to be, you would think that God really loved him in such a way, and probably put him in the Garden of Eden after he spoke those powerful words. But no, God (laughs) sent him down to the brook to live in the land to where the ravens would come and feed him. Amen. Amen. He lived in a place of where. It wasn't a a Hy-Vee or a, a, a Kmart or Target close to where he could sustain himself. But he had to trust in God to give him all that he needed. And God is faithful. He's lived down by a brook. And God commanded the ravens to bring him his meat. If we could only trust in God and not doubt. When things get hard, we we like to look for solutions. But our first response to hard times should be to pray to God. Pray for understanding. Elijah stepped in Ahab's presence with no fear. He didn't ponder what the king was gonna do to him because he knew that God was on his side. When you know God is on your side, you don't have to worry. This God that Jezebel was worshiping, the God of Baal, was the God of harvest, the God of nature. And Elijah came to attack that God first. When you start at the top and work your way down, you have a little easier battle. Amen? Amen. And he came and said that there would be no more rain until he spoke it. And he did. Amen? Amen? The rain was not the issue. It was the worship of false gods. Idolatry had taken over. The people had got... The people of Israel had gotten away from the worship of the true God. And God had to bring a stop to it. Most times when a prophet comes on the scene, it's because there's some devastation in the land. Because of some severe and serious matters taking place in the country. Amen? Elijah was that man that came to face the adversaries of God. Now when he brought Elijah on the scene and spoke to the king, the land became in a famine. But God took Elijah and led him hundreds of miles away to a place where he found a woman that was in severe conditions. She didn't have provisions. Her husband was dead. And it was only her and her son. And when Elijah met her, she was preparing her last meal. She had given up on life and declared that it was no longer worth living. She was about to make her last meal, feed it to her son, and then die. Can you imagine living in a land where food was scarce? There was no hope left in the land. But here comes a prophet. He comes along and said, ma'am, what are you doing? And she says, I'm going to make a cake and feed my son and then we're going to die. She had found two sticks. She had got to the bottom of her bowl of flour to the bottom of the, the jar of oil and they were about to eat their last meal. We talk about the, the Lord's Supper. But can you imagine it being your last meal with no hope for, for anything to sustain you? And the prophet, you would think he would come in and bring joy. He said, well, that's good but first make me a cake. Feed me first. And then make a cake for yourself. It takes faith to follow after God. Sometimes the request that God asks you to do will go beyond your understanding. She agreed with the prophet and went and made her cake and gave it to the prophet and he said go back now and make a cake for you and your son. She thought she had took all the flour out of the jar. She thought she used all the oil that she had remaining in the jar but when she returned there was more flour in the jar. There was more oil remaining and I don't know about you if you've been camping. Some of you probably are campers. You know two sticks in the fire only last so long. But these two sticks, when you put it in the hand of the Lord, can last as long as it need to be. She came back and found more oil in the jar, more flour in the jar and the oven was still hot. She made a cake and fed her son that day. But every time she would come back to the jar, the jar was miraculously filled again. The oil never ran out. She fed her and her son and the prophet Elijah for three years. Can you imagine how many meals It takes to feed somebody for three years. Three meals a day. That's about 9,000 meals that this small jar fed these three people. There were people in the land dying. There were people in the land was devastated by all the destruction and the the true desert-like situation. But God provided for them if you put your trust in God lean not to your own understanding but in all thy ways acknowledge him he shall direct thy path but one thing happened after this the woman's son died and she brought it to the prophet's attention Elijah took the the son, and took him into his quarters and laid the child on the bed and laid himself on the child three times. And he prayed to God that the child's soul would come back to him. And the child lived again. No matter how dark it may seem, no matter how difficult your situation may feel, God is able to do all things. God can revive the dead. He can feed the hungry. He can provide for those that are in extreme conditions. God knows how to take care of his people. After these three years, there came a time to where the prophet Elijah had to have a showdown with King Ahaz, and he came to King Ahaz, and he said, let's have a contest, to see whose God is the true God. So they built an altar for the, the God Baal, and they offered a sacrifice, and put it on the altar, and they said, okay, we'll take the 450 prophets of Baal, and said, Now you call on your God. And who asked your God to answer by fire and consume the sacrifice? They came and they danced and they prayed to Baal and they slashed themselves and they shouted. Nothing happened. Then Elijah said, I'm going to make an altar to the God of Israel. He made the altar and sacrifice, made the sacrifice and laid it on the altar. But then he took 12 barrels of water, poured on the sacrifice, and he prayed to God that he would come and receive the sacrifice. And our God, our Lord, he came and answered, you know, the. Pastor Adrian Rogers say a God that can't make fire out of wet wood is no good. Amen. Amen. God answered Elijah's prayer. He not only consumed the sacrifice, but he licked up all the water that was in the trenches around the sacrifice. And he proved that he is the true and living God. That day, they killed all the prophets of Baal. They ran (laughs) them. Sometimes our enemies think they have the upper hand. But I'm so glad I serve a God that has all power in his hands. The God that has the knowledge of knowing how to lead us and guide us. Amen. It's good to hear a baby cry. (laughs) Amen. And we know that this prophet, Elijah, had to be so proud that he was a servant of the living God. But when Queen Jezebel heard that he had destroyed all her prophets, she made a statement That said, by this time tomorrow, this prophet Elijah shall be dead. And you would think she would, he wouldn't fear one woman. I'm gonna talk to the married men. Sometimes women got a (laughs) way of speaking that can get your attention. This. Prophet Elijah heard the words and fear came into his heart. And he did something that was very discouraging, very disappointing. He ran in fear because of Queen Jezebel. They just killed 450 prophets of Baal. God had answered with fire from heaven and consumed sacrifice but at the word of Jezebel fear entered his heart but that is a, a good statement because it lets us know that Elijah was just like we are he was a man with limitations God uses people that are not superhuman he uses ordinary people To bring about his ultimate plan of salvation. Amen. Amen. Elijah ran. And found himself. In a land under a juniper tree. Hiding from. Queen Jezebel. And. God. Our loving God. He's not the type of God to turn his back on us. Even when we run away from him in fear, he still stays with us. Amen. We all have times where we might have disappointed ourselves. But our God is a good father, he's the good shepherd. And he came to see about Elijah, he delivered him from this place of anguish, of fear about Queen Jezebel. Amen? Amen. And the way that he encouraged Elijah was by telling him that you can't run. You can't allow a threat to enter into your heart. You have more work to do. There's more prophets that you have to encourage. There's more kings that you have to anoint. God's will still has to be done. So in times where you feel discouraged, that's a time where we have to start putting our hand to the plow. Not running away from work, but run to the work. God uses us in special ways. Ways that might be beyond our own understanding. God said in his word, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. He does everything wonderfully. Elijah got strengthened and he went back to work. I want to encourage each and every one of you today. Don't let discouragement, don't let difficult times discourage you and stop you from doing the work of our God. We have to continue to press forward. And learn what God is doing to use us in this world. He's still using us today. He's still providing for us today. He's still showing his favor on our lives. We need to be more like the prophet Elijah. We need to have Holy Ghost boldness. We have to have trueness of mind and heart. And press forward even in the face of Of our enemies. God is a good God. God is a good God today. And we, as His people, will continue to walk in His ways and to bring glory to His name. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. Amen. Bless you, bless you. It only took one man. It took one man to change the direction of a nation. If we would commit ourselves to being that one person, you might not change a nation, but you can change a heart. We come in contact with people that need to have the light shined into their hearts. But we have to have that boldness of Elijah to do the work of the Father. And when we commit our lives to him, he will use us in ways to turn around a crooked and perverse nation. Our country is in, in trouble. We, we listen to all the devastation and all the issues of the world and, People are moving further and further away from God. But we as God's representatives have to have that boldness. Amen? We can't stand in the face of evil and and run like Elijah. We have to stand and use the prayer that God's will be done. Amen? This is my word for today. And we thank you for, for your listening ear. I want to pray for us today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for allowing us this time of sharing. And our prayer is, Father, that you would touch us on our inward parts, touch our minds and our hearts to allow us to be used of you. Lord, we pray you search us. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out. Allow us, Father, to walk in the newness of life that we can bring about your plan of salvation, that we can touch hearts, touch minds, and be the light in this dark world. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for this Bethany Bible Chapel. We pray that you continue to bless them, to prosper them, To lead them in a plain path. We thank you for Christian fellowship. We pray, Father, you continue to bless the people. Allow them to know that you are God and besides thee there is none other. We're not here to make a a name for ourselves, but we're here to lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for Jesus, your son, who humbled himself even unto the cross, hung, bled, and died out on yonder's cross and was put in a tomb. And on the third day, he rose with all power. We thank you, O God, for that resurrection power. We pray that you continue to strengthen each one here today. Allow our minds to be consumed with your word. Let our walk be in the fashion that you direct it. And we pray that you would receive all the praise, honor, and glory in all that we may do or say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give the Lord a hand. Thank you. Thank you, you. Thank you.